0: Yeah, I enjoy getting out there on like Stillwater Lake with uh with my kayak. I'll cruise out there into the center, and it's just you know cutting, breezing through the water, real peacefully and zenful. And then boom, you just sit out there in the middle of the, and it's beautiful. So beautiful.
1: I, I, see, I think I'd like uh like one of the airport walkway things that are moving just have it like an inch below the surface and just let me zoom right across the other side of the lake that see that would be my kind of kayak and
0: i'm pretty sure that's how the chinese rowing team won in 2008
1: Hello again, and welcome to The Bible episode 49, presented by VibeLand Media. My name is Cassidy Fletcher, your host, and the paddle boat in this regatta.
0: I'm once again joined by my co-host, Bryce Crawford. Hey, hey, how's it going? I'm the guy who puts rapid back in white water rapids. <laughs> and today we are going to be joined by a very
1: special guest, Michael Knop. He is the executive director for the Oklahoma City Boathouse Foundation and the director of river operations at Oklahoma City University. He is pretty much the reason why there is rowing in Oklahoma or uh, any kind of
0: water sports, river sports. He's the guy, man. It appears like he really led the charge to uh, Oklahoma apparently becoming a rowing powerhouse, a water sports powerhouse. So I'm really interested to learn more about the boathouse districts because I've seen them rise up over this past decade or so. Um, and when we started talking about them a few weeks ago, we were like, well, we don't know that much about them because they do more than just store boats. You know, we it, these are nice buildings. And so we had to come to find out they're part of the maps project. Mm-hmm. And so we figured we'd call the guy that you know, has been in the state doing this for decades now, almost, I mean, 30-plus years, I think. Um, I think he started in the early 90s out at Overholster.
1: Yeah, and just the way that it's all evolved, again, uh, to take the Oklahoma River, uh, formerly called the North Canadian River, that was uh, a ditch that you had to mow it in the summers. They turned that into one of the most premier facilities if not the premier facility in all of the united states for river sports and so uh, huge huge pat on the back huge props to michael knopp and to anyone that was involved in getting the getting the oklahoma city boathouse district really uh, formed and making it what it is today where there's just new attractions being added seemingly
0: every year and You've got Olympians training down there. It's kind of like when people were asking, "How the hell did Oklahoma City land the Thunder?" You know what I mean? Of all the cities, it's like it, you put in the hard work and you you you, you lobby them long enough. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, you know, because uh, I think you mentioned he had to go through Olympic committees and stuff like that. So um, I would imagine that 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 took uh, some time of bureaucratic nightmare work. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, But I think one of the most interesting things um, that he, that I had learned was the amount of activities outside of just like boating, you know, and and, like, what is boating, right? Right. But I guess rowing and crew or rowing, kayak. And then outside of that, I was like, shit, I don't really know what else a boathouse could do, you know, Uh, maybe you could throw a party there, you know, or something, but Um, to hear him list off ropes courses, white water. Oh yeah, and uh, the white water paddleboarding sounds incredible. They have incredible. Oh yeah, he's one of the best state of the art facilities apparently in the world. Um, one of the only Olympic training facilities in the United States. I think he said one of two, like (laughs) the other ones at Princeton or something. That's
1: that's pretty good company to have,
0: um, but yeah, and I'm excited next week as well to be able to have um, these uh, Olympian at Olympic athletes training Olympic athletes um, on our podcast to be able to talk to them a little bit more in depth about utilizing the facility and what may what's the difference between this one and the last one you trained at? Why are you here? You know, right? So
1: it's going to be a very cool few episodes here that we're going to be doing over the next few weeks where we're going to be having a we're getting a chance to, to speak with uh, some of those Olympians like Bryce was saying and uh, today again we've got Michael Knopp the executive director uh, of the Oklahoma City Boathouse Foundation and now uh, is
0: that the UCO or the Chesapeake boathouse.
1: Uh well there's the Devon boathouse, okay. the Chesapeake boathouse, and I believe they are all in a, I think there's maybe even yeah.
0: more boathouses or more facilities down there. I think they maybe have the boathouses in like so UCO's boathouse I think is in like one of the two like Yes. I run. think
1: that's correct. Yes. I think that uh, all the there's well now that there's three different uh, colleges in Oklahoma that have Rowing as a collegiate sport. I mean, that wasn't even a thing in, I mean, as of like 2000. Yeah. So it's it's grown very fast here yeah. in the state. And I just, from everything I've seen, future development plans for that boathouse district, it's going to be really the next expansion of Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. As you kind of see, they're moving south right now. They've got all the brick town is already ready to go. You have all, the MAPS project right now is working on the convention center, which is leading right into the Scissor Tail Park, which leads all the way up to the river. So I think Oklahoma City is starting to develop out a little bit more. All that extra room that was opened up when I-40 moved several years ago, it's being utilized very well. And what they've done with the Boathouse District, again, I never in a thousand years would have... Would have imagined that we would have one of the most premier facilities in all of, if if not the country, maybe the
0: world. And if I told you that would be in the very same location (laughs) as you saw all those guys down there mowing the empty crevice of where the river now is, like it was. There was nothing there. It's wild. I wouldn't have never thought that either, but. Big, show to, uh, big shout out to Mike for joining us today and the, the the Boathouse Districts for doing their thing. Keep going. Keep growing. We love the amount of community engagement you guys are already getting and mm. will continue to get. Um, and I'm excited to see what I, I know they have a few things in the pipeline that uh, they're releasing this year and the next year. Another $8 million investment from MAPS coming to the Boathouse District. So there's a lot of exciting things in the future, I think, for Oklahoma City, and um, I'm really appreciative that Mike took the time to talk to us today.
1: Yes, and with that, we're going to hop straight into the interview, so let's get into it. Welcome back to The Bible. Today, we are joined by a special guest, Michael Knop the executive director for the Oklahoma city boathouse foundation and the director of river operations at Oklahoma city university. Mike, how's it
2: going? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
1: My first question for you is how did you get into rowing, uh, and river sports and and kind of what was your introduction to, to that whole, uh, the side of that sport?
2: Well, uh, it's kind of a, I'll kind of try to keep that short. It can, it's kind of a long uh, long story, but I actually, I grew up in Minnesota, and so I was I was born in Kansas. My dad worked for the federal government, so we kind of moved around a little bit. and So I was on the water a lot, and I just really kind of, you know, I don't know, I really was connected to just water sports in general, and then we moved to Annapolis, Maryland, and we'd go into D.C. a lot, and I'd always see the Naval Academy, and the Potomac river full of boats and rowing, and, and, and was always really intrigued by it. And then he got transferred to Oklahoma and I thought, well, there goes that idea. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I went to uh, Oklahoma state university. I was a swimmer. I graduated from Edmond. And,
0: yeah. Go poke. Uh,
2: yeah. And then I went to, went to OSU and I, um I saw that they had a, a club rowing team and they're they're promoting it on the on a poster in the elevator at the dorm and I thought well I'm going to give that a try and it was probably the worst conditions of any rowing program in, in the country <laughs> I mean it just old equipment you know difficult you know not the best place to row and anyway but it but I really hooked me into it and I um, from there I went to law school and just kind of rode on my own and then my wife and I Helped kind of restart a, a fledgling uh, uh, rowing club in Oklahoma City. It was on the west side of town at Lake Overholster. hadn't been really active in in some time, and so, but we did start. Our whole vision was to create a real community-based program. And then she focused on the youth, and I focused on kind of getting the colleges involved. And this was about the time of the original MAPS project. And we just kind of laid the, the foundation and the seeds there. It was kind of a big volunteer effort for several years. And I have uh, practice law while doing that as an assistant DA in Oklahoma County. And, uh, one thing led to the other and here we are.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I know with the maps program on the, the North side of that North Canadian river, I believe it is. They started developing that whole district where the boathouse is. Um, what would you say that was, Somewhere around like two thousand, mid two thousands.
2: Well, actually, uh, so the way that worked, the, the, the ground was broken on the first dam on the North Canadian River. We now call it the Oklahoma River, but at that time it was North Canadian. It was, um, you know, it it was essentially a ditch. You know, before then, I mean, it was a real dividing line in Oklahoma City, I and mean, people stayed away. Although Oklahoma City was settled on the river, you know, and back in the early days we had our zoo and amusement park around the river. And so it really, the idea was that let's bring it back to life. And where I came involved around, you know, in the late nineties was this, this idea of we can do something really unique and activate it with community activities. And then it was about 2002 that water actually was impounded into the river after the dams were complete. And that's when uh, we really tried to get you know things uh, going with with programming on the river and actually I had this idea for a boathouse and that was uh, kind of the first step
1: wow i i remember back when uh when i was growing up coming into oklahoma city and in the summers you'd actually see them mowing the river yeah. and because the water levels were so low so uh that definitely was a huge uh, project there a- and can you talk a little bit about you said you had the idea for the boathouse how did the actual district itself uh, come to be and sure. now there's multiple boathouses there uh, yeah. on the Oklahoma River
2: well you know we had a vision for at the very beginning trying to do something unique because uh, rowing is like the oldest it is the oldest in a collegiate sport in America so there's all this tradition and we were totally new to it as a city. Um, and so we wanted to stand out and kind of send a message to not only our community that we believe the Oklahoma river has a world-class differentiating opportunity for Oklahoma city. So if we, so we need to do this right. And, and then we also felt like we needed to do something very unique that would kind of catch the attention of the world, you know, that, okay, you got to look out for Oklahoma city. They're going to become a major player in water sports. And so, so what we did is we we built the Chesapeake Boathouse, thanks again to some great support, leadership, Aubrey McClendon, Chesapeake Energy, many other sponsors and partners. And that really sparked something that was like this excitement around doing something unique with the river. And then that led to this idea, you know, immediately, I remember on the opening day of the Chesapeake Boathouse, we were already talking about, okay, what's next? And this is an old neighborhood. It was kind of run down, you know, to the to the east of the Chesapeake Boathouse. And so we created a master plan, and it was bold. We said, we want to create one of the world's premier urban aquatic venues. And so that led to the Devon Boathouse, which is home to Oklahoma City University, and also our high-performance Olympic hopeful program, finish line tower, the UCO Boathouse, CHK Central Boathouse, then all of our adventure attractions, and then ultimately the Whitewater Center, which is the newest uh, feature of the Boathouse District.
0: Will you describe for some of our listeners, including myself as well, (laughs) maybe a little bit more about what is the Boathouse entails, what's all encapsulated within a Boathouse?
2: Well, when I first came up with the idea of a boathouse, people thought, "Well, what is that—a shed with boats?" And I said, "Well, you know, <laughs> it, you know, in some ways it, it is." I mean, that's
0: gotta, what I'm picturing. <laughs>
2: you, you bring boats; you've you, you got to store your boats somewhere. But and these are big, race-long racing shells. And there's something about boathouses in the country that are they're special because they're gathering places. They're not just about storing your boats. It's where people come together. To, to then get in and you know rowing is like the quintessential team sport you got to work together and everything so it's kind of a gathering place to get people on the water well then the second part is we was, we want we said we want our boathouses to be more than that it's not just a place that you know store boats or bring people together but we want them to have some unique features that you know whether or not you're involved in rowing or paddling you're going to have a reason to come and so Their event centers, Um, each one has something unique to offer. They have fitness centers for the public. We have an art gallery, we have a music venue. So they all have something very unique and have become real, I think, you know, landmarks on the river and gathering spots.
0: I would absolutely agree with that. Certainly landmarks. And I have not been in either boathouse personally, but I'm looking forward to it after being online, seeing some of the pictures understanding that it was more than just, you know, a place to store boats on the river, um, that you guys uh, have incredible entertainment, um, all kinds of fun stuff uh, that's happening right there in the prime part of downtown Oklahoma City.
2: Yeah, I will say on that note, I mean, we when we came up with this, I had never had the idea that we were going to have so many weddings, (laughs) 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 a mecca for weddings. And so we call our brides, yeah, yeah, Boathouse Brides, and you know, it's like <laughs> we've got this thing with with weddings, but then also random things that came out of this. Like we've we hosted an episode of American Idol in the Devon Boathouse. We've had major events for Google and many many companies, and and just a whole variety of community events. We've actually become a a destination for some of the major fundraising events for other nonprofits in Oklahoma City who come and use our facilities. So. It's not just about the Boathouse Foundation, it's about how we are impacting the whole community and advancing other causes and and, and missions.
0: Absolutely. And on that point, you mentioned something earlier about being engaged with the community very organically and trying to get people involved. I believe you're referencing the 90s at Lake Overholster. Um, and, And you guys took that practice into what is the Boathouse District now um, and will you speak a little bit more to the program? I believe because you guys, uh, if I'm not mistaken, have a program, high school students or at least collegiate students are able to come in and, and learn what it's like to be a part of a crew.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a core part of our mission is getting people on the water, getting, and it's not just getting on the water. It's basically of inspiring people to lead healthier, more active lifestyles And um, and so, you know, we have a variety of programs. We really think what we have to offer is truly intergenerational. So we have things that, you know, as young as seven and eight year olds programs, you know, in our paddling programs, little life jackets and little harnesses for climbing and, you know, that kind of thing, all the way up to seniors where we have senior dragon boat leagues where, you know, People that are actually 80 and 90s years old can come out and go paddling in Dragon Boat. So, everybody, there's a place for everyone, adaptive programs for people with different types of physical challenges. And then, of course, a core part of what we do are youth. And so, we have a variety of programs. Um, We call it our our River Sport Junior Program, which is a highly competitive youth rowing uh, league or program that these kids are racing all over the country and they're going to some, they're being. Uh, they're earning scholarships to some of the finest schools in America had over $8 million in college scholarships come to Oklahoma City youth who have gotten into rowing wow. because of all the opportunity that we can provide. And and then our, our state alone has three universities with varsity rowing programs with uh, Oklahoma City University, University of Oklahoma, University of Central Oklahoma, and Tulsa. So there's a whole lot of programming you know, opportunities surrounding youth that provide really life-changing opportunities. And then we have um, a paddle sports program for youth that is actually developing uh, pre-Olympic talent, which we're really excited about. And then we have a, uh, a, a youth league with over 15 Oklahoma City middle and high school, stu- actually stu- schools that have their own rowing teams. And these are programs that we provide free of charge. It's part of our mission. And we we do raise funds so we can eliminate every barrier of entry for kids. And again, they, 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 what they get out of it is a great, uh, you know, number one, a great sport to be involved in, but they learn a lot about leadership, character, commitment. And it, again, it exposes them to this great, um, opportunities that rowing provides with, with college scholarships.
0: Absolutely. And getting kids outdoors these days, I mean, be being healthy and being outdoors, um, you know, two advantages it can certainly provide.
2: It's it's huge, and I, and one thing I wanted to mention is, uh, you know, in our own in the Boathouse District, you know, we do have these collegiate programs, and it's a really unique environment to have these high school kids train in a, the same place where OU, UCO, and OCU also row. They, they become mentors; they can look up to these kids, and then we have Olympic hopefuls. We have our Oklahoma City High Performance Center. We have athletes from all over the America who have come here to pursue their Olympic dreams because we're the only river in the United States to be designated as an Olympic training site. So we are, we have become, I mean, coming from a ditch to a place that has the Olympic (laughs) has been pretty powerful. And so we've got some really stellar athletes, really inspiring people that are in our, in, in the boathouse and the, on the river every day training. And so it's just a very unique, you know, uh, place with so many different programs and athletes.
1: And how do people get involved in River Sport OKC if that's something they want to do yeah. uh, with their family or just go by themselves yeah. to have a, a fun afternoon? Yeah.
2: Well, the thing that's really cool, what we t- we've been talking about, all the athletic programs and just our, but we also have all these adventures. And so you can literally come down just for one day, spend the day, have a lot of fun, you know, go whitewater rafting, climbing on our giant ropes course, kayaking on the river, stand up board, bike, biking. And then what we like to say is, you know, we're not an amusement park. This is, you know, you spend the day to, to play and have fun like you would at a theme park. But we see this as a lifestyle. Like you can come down, be inspired to engage in an outdoor active lifestyle. And it might be from your one day experience. Then you can get into a learn to row program, a paddling program, learn to whitewater kayak. We actually now have sailing. We, we run the sailing center at Lake Hefner. And uh, so we have a whole sailing program and then we have our Lake Overholster facilities, which has been renovated. And we have this wonderful wildlife refuge that we have paddling uh, excursions into. So there's so many different ways you can get involved. If it's just a day coming down with a day with your family, the great thing about it is you're going to have as much fun as you would at any theme park, but you're going to be, we're going to wear you out a little bit and <laughs> burn some calories, but hopefully inspire you and your family to to kind of get involved and, And then uh, outdoor activity, you know, culture and activity that, frankly, we didn't have in Oklahoma City, you know, a few years ago.
0: Right. And Mike, you said you were you're obviously passionate about water sports and have been for some time. I just was curious of all the water sports that you've mentioned. where might we find you if we come down to the (laughs) the boathouse?
2: Well, like to say i get out and i mean rowing is kind of where it started for me so i really try to get out i don't get out as much as i want i've got three boys who are now two of them two the older boys are starting to row so i'm getting involved with them and helping with their they've got oakdale is a school our kids go to and so they're involved and they have a middle school team so i help out with that and i do get on the water myself occasionally and then i'm also getting into whitewater kayaking i mean we got the I think the premier, you know, artificial whitewater course in the world. I mean, it's just spectacular that we have this only place in the in the world that has this downtown whitewater facility. So I'm really trying to take advantage of that and get into whitewater kayaking as well. Um, and the great thing about it, though, is um, you don't have to have any experience at all. Even if you, you know, if you like, if you and your family go to Colorado and you go on a raft trip, we have the same thing. In downtown Oklahoma City, with professional raft guides that will keep you safe, take you through an unbelievable adventure. And so um, that's the thing we want to really underscore to people. Is, yeah, we have Olympians here but you don't have to be an Olympian, you, you know, you can, anybody can do this. And so you'll find me all over the place when, when I can get out there. <laughs> so.
1: Heck yeah. There, there's plenty to do. They're never going to be bored out there.
2: That's for sure. And
0: be a hard office to stay cooped up in all day. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to close the blinds. <laughs> so.
1: and, and with the whitewater uh, rafting adventure that you can go on, uh, that's the newest expansion to the Oklahoma river. And can you tell us a little bit more about how that came to be and the sure. construction of that course, because some of the things I've read about it have just, it sounds incredible.
2: Yeah, it really is spectacular. And I think, you know, people in this community don't fully appreciate yet what they have in their own backyard. Cause it's just such a unique thing that we have that no others. It's a differentiator for Oklahoma city along with the river. And so, um, You know, it came about actually the idea for whitewater, believe it or not, was around even before we put water back in the river. We were brainstorming how we could create this very unique uh, destination around water sports, because, frankly, is, you know, internationally we could use, uh, you know, that that, you know, being world class and something related to water can really help advance and kind of dispel that dry and dusty image kind of <laughs> for a while. And so, you know, there was always this idea, can we do something with the river? We just didn't know how to do it. Well, as technology improved back in about mid-2000s, we were really seeing, you know, there was one artificial course built in America, and we studied that a lot. And that was what was inspired us to include and recommend that for MAPS Three we also put in stadium lights and things like, which, you know, we're the only river in the world to be able to light it up first night racing. So it was like these things that would really cause Oklahoma city to stand out on an international basis, but, but then also be a way that we can inspire an active outdoor culture. You know, we're not Boulder or Portland or these, least, but, but if we create these amenities, we're going to get more people outside and active. And so So that took hold and that was approved via maps and it was a $45 million uh, development. And we have an eight point, the way we make it work is we got 8.2 million gallon pool with six big pumps. We can pump 500,000 gallons per minute, which means we could fill an Olympic sized swimming pool in less than 80 seconds, you know, with (laughs) so much water. And then we have these blocks called rapid blocks. It's like Legos in some ways that we, they create the rapids and so we can move them around which you can't do in a natural river and always tweak and change the whitewater experience so we have actually class 3 and 4 rapids we have two main channels we are you know certified to be an olympic you know uh, training site also we host the olympic trials but we have this uh, really great recreational channel as well we, that we can actually go tubing in and surfing as well we have a surfing wave that you can that we can tweak and we can manipulate the currents throughout the day where it changes the dynamics to create different types of experiences so when you come out you go through a trip talk with your raft guide again assume you, you know they assume you've never done it before even if you had and make sure you feel comfortable and then they'll they're very, they're highly trained they'll you'll be on the water for an hour roughly and you'll go through each channel and uh, you'll do all these different types of experiences while you're paddling. And it's, uh, you know, it is a truly an authentic whitewater rafting experience. In some respects, people say it's more adventure, more action-packed than even a trip in Colorado in, in a lot of places because we deliver a lot of big drops right after one after another. So it's a, it's a pretty intense experience. And the cool thing about it is you never, you know, the kayakers love it because you go up a conveyor belt, kind of like a ski lift. So oh, you never have to get yeah. out of your boat. Yeah. So um, we that sounds like
0: my kind of kayaking.
2: Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: that sounds great. I, and I'm, I'm really happy that you're on here today because, you know, like I had mentioned, Cassie and I are both from Oklahoma and we've heard so much about the boathouses at the boathouse district and a lot of cool things that are going on there. And we kind of looked at each other and we're like, we don't really know what, you know, is going on there, I guess, truthfully. And so really happy that uh, you're sharing some of this information with us because, I mean, I know I'm looking at Cassidy right now. We're sold, you know, like we're going to be there next week. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, This sounds incredible. And even I had no idea that it was that complex and it involved that many different things, I suppose. Um, So it's like you said, I I think community awareness is huge. and, And so that's, I'm really glad that we're doing this.
2: Yeah, we we really appreciate it. And, You know, we feel like we're only done a lot, and we created a whole district. You know, really in the span of ten, fifteen years, which is pretty unique. But we also feel like we're kind of only getting started. Like building an outdoor culture takes time, and we're you know, outdoor adventure culture, which is is you know, we're we're attracting the attention of the outdoor industry in Oklahoma, which you know, which I think is unique. And so um, we actually are going to be, we got about $8 million of new features coming through maps three that will be added over the next year, which will bring more climbing and water uh, family friendly water features to the mix, new zip lines and a a leadership center as well that we're creating. So a lot of big things in store moving forward. Wow. That's great.
1: Uh, And you've mentioned uh, that a lot of Olympians train there and that it's the only, uh, Olympic training facility in the United States. H- how did that get come about? Was there a, a board that had to recommend Oklahoma City? What, yeah. what was the process of that?
2: Well, yeah, we're there's there's actually the Princeton is the main uh, training center for rowing. They actually have a center on the east coast, but but we're we're the only urban, we're the only river. So there's there's really only two main training centers. We're in the center of the country. And so, but we're unique um, in that, A, you know, they'd never had anything in the middle of the country. And so we had to develop a relationship with the U.S. Olympic Committee and U.S. Rowing and USA Canoe Kayak. There's, you know, many different, there's different Olympic sports here. And I think a lot of it was about building our confidence. And we did that through, you know, we executed uh, an Olympic trials event for the Beijing Olympics. It went really well. And, uh, and then we started, you know, we had an international event and that went really well. So, you know, one thing led to the other kind of, and getting a lot of affirmation from the athletes and the competitors who came and spend time here. And so, so I think that's, you know, when you have a, a great people, we've got a great team, got great coaches, Oklahoma city, the people here, that is a big part of it too, about how we roll out the red carpet and, I think, um, you know, it was just about forming relationships and building confidence. And so, you know, over time, we've continued to host more and more events. We're now the only venue really in the world that can have both whitewater slalom and flatwater sprint in the same spot. You know, if you think about it, so we got the river and the whitewater right next to each other. And that's very unique to have that. So, So we're going to be the first time that that they've ever, you know, they can host an Olympic trials for both sports in one place. And we're going to do that for the Tokyo Olympics. And then, um, but that's on the canoe kayak side with rowing. We're in a development mode where we're helping the U S Olympic committee identify the next generation of athletes. And so, You know, we actually this weekend have what we call the next Olympic hopeful scouting camp, one of only two places in the country doing this. And uh, where we're, you know, anybody can come try. We encourage anyone to come give it a shot. They do standards fitness tests. And then if you do well enough, you get a trip to Colorado Springs and they keep, you know, trying to define if you have what it takes to be an Olympian. And then if you do, then, then they introduce you to, you know, a talent transfer Olympic sport, which rowing and canoe kayak are those sports that you don't have to have done since you were eight years old. So, so we're, we're we're helping them with that as well, which is exciting.
0: That is incredibly exciting. And you mentioned possibly that many of these athletes are just cross sport athletes. I mean, they're versatile to where they may fit in on, uh, the U S Olympic rowing team, or they may be an individual kayaker, right? Is that the case? Is that,
2: well, so what it is, like a lot of athletes, you know, they may have been a swimmer, for example, in college or high school, and then they get exposed to rowing. And then they're, those skills that they've learned in swimming, just the, the kind of training, the, the cardiovascular fitness, those types of things transfer into rowing so they, they can transfer into it. And then they're really, you know, and then, you know, that you can race at an elite level, um, you know, throughout your you know, it's it's you, you know you've you, you don't end your Olympic career as early as some of the other sports out there. So right. So yes, yeah, it's a it's a pretty unique opportunity for for athletes.
1: And you also uh, helped bring collegiate rowing to the state yeah. of Oklahoma uh, as the director of the OCU uh river operations Uh, did that take a lot of convincing to get ocu on board or how did that come about
2: well you know it's kind of a like everything else there's there's a story there but i (laughs) gotta keep it short that i you know when we broke ground in the dam for the first for the first dam in the oklahoma river I knew we had to make an impact and send a message, and so it had rained just enough before that our ditch kind of had some water in it, you know? And so we were able (laughs) to float some boats in front of the groundbreaking, and it inspired people who were there at the groundbreaking. It made the front page of the paper, and then um, Ray Ackerman, who was a trustee at Oklahoma City University, came up to me and said, you know, we need to get this going at OCU. I said, look, you know, I'm all for it. And so we started a club and I got paid a dollar a year to do it for about three years. And then that's when we really kind of got some momentum. And once we got the Chesapeake Boathouse underway, then they decided to take it up to become a varsity sport for men and women. And the caveat was I, I, I became the coach. And so I kind of put my lot degree behind and and became a coach for several years. And then I also helped um, start the OU program, which then also led to become a varsity sport at OU and then um, helped UCO get their program going. So the collegiate rowing scene has really taken off over the last 10 years in Oklahoma City to the point where last weekend we had the largest Division II rowing, NCAA Division II rowing event in the country, and I'm really excited to say that our um, UCO rowing team is n- ranked number one in the country right now. So wow, you know, really making a statement.
0: That's great, and I know the at, on the junior level as well. Um, whenever I found out um, that you guys offer these junior programs, these junior teams, um, the first thought that I had was how badly I wanted to be outside, go do a water sport, or do something else that my school did not offer and so i was just thinking about how many kids right here in the metro area you know you can't play on you know a 5a starting basketball team necessarily Um, but there's this beautiful option you can be outside be healthy be active Uh, and, and i just i wish i had that option when i was younger so i can only imagine that its popularity is just going to continue to grow
2: well, yeah. And that's just getting the word out to parents and kids that this opportunity is, in you know, it's, we have one of the best places in the country or the best place, you know, to, to get involved in rowing or canoe kayak and, and, you know, at every level. And so we encourage people to give it a try and, you know, it's unique that you have this in your own backyard. And the great thing about it is like you said, you know, so many kids just dis- discover, well, you know, I was good, I like basketball or soccer or football or whatever. And But you can, they find themselves really excelling in rowing. And the great thing about it is the scholarship opportunities are so, um, are, are, are so prevalent. Mm, So, yes. And and so that's something that parents need to also understand. So,
0: right. I was a golfer. So I, I remember that, um, the non, so mainstream sports, um, you know, women's golf, for example, incredible scholarships, just a a lot of money to be had there. Right. Maybe Oklahoma is the next rowing powerhouse, yes, right? Exactly. If yeah, we're not we'll get, already the rowing powerhouse. Right.
1: Uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining us here today uh, on the Bible. Uh, before we let you go, can you tell the people uh, one more time, tell our listeners how they can get involved uh, with either River Sport, OKC, or just River Sports in general in, in the yeah. Oklahoma City area?
2: Yeah, probably the best, the quickest way is to go to our website, riversportokc.org, and it has all the programs and information on there. You can also call us at 405-552-4040, or just come down, you know, come take take check it out, take a tour, get involved. Our, our adventures right now are open on the weekends until Memorial Day, then they'll be open seven days a week throughout the summer. Um... And we have got lots of summer camps for kids as well, and learn to row classes for adults. So, a lot of ways to get involved.
1: Excellent. Well, uh, hopefully we will uh, we'll get to meet you when we go down there because I promise you uh, this summer we are definitely going to to be heading down to the to the river. Yeah,
0: summer's just getting started up. It's time to get outside.
2: That's right. That's right. Well, we look forward to seeing you guys and invite everyone to check it out.
0: Absolutely. We'll we'll give you a holler whenever we make it down that way, Mike. We'll have to get you out on the kayak.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again uh, to Michael Knopp. We'll be back to wrap it up right after this. Thanks again to Mike Knopp for joining us on today's episode of The Bible. And I, I really... Uh, Learned a lot about my own city and the things that I'm going to be doing this summer. I guarantee all kinds of
0: cool stuff down there, man. man. All kinds of cool stuff.
1: Just incredible. So, uh, again, big thank you to Mike and to uh, everyone at the Boathouse Foundation and the the entire Boathouse District.
0: Shout out MAPS Project yet again here in Oklahoma for making our lives just better and better.
1: Right, Uh, doing something new to help us out uh, seemingly every single year.
0: Us 30-year-olds have appreciate that. Oh, yes. We've gotten to see the full brunt of it. Yeah, we get to have, yes. We we went zero to 100 with Bricktown and everything else around it.
1: We get to experience all of the investment that has been made in this city over the last 25 or more years now since the first map project and it just it's still incredible to me that Oklahoma City has done such a transformation in just our lifetime a very short amount of time especially on the scale of a city and from where it was when we were younger to where it is now the Boathouse District is inevitably a big part of that and is going to be a big part uh, in the future of what Oklahoma City is going to look like.
0: Yes, sir. I completely agree.
1: One last thing before we sign off here. If you are in the Oklahoma City area and you like to bowl and you like to have a good time, then sign up for the first annual VibeLand Super Bowl. That's going to be at the Dust Bowl. It's underneath Fassler Hall in Midtown, Oklahoma City. There are multiple ways to sign up and participate. You can come just to hang out and enjoy food and beverages. We're going to have live music as well. You can come and just bowl for fun. You can join as an individual in that tournament. We're also going to have a a three-person team tournament and a six-person team. So regardless of how many friends you've got or how many people you want to bring down. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Just make sure to check out all the information and all the pricing on that on the Eventbrite page that will be linked in the episode description. That event taking place on April 20th from 7 to 11 p.m. Once again, uh, at the Dust Bowl underneath Fassler Hall in Midtown Oklahoma City. So we hope to see you at the VibeLand Super Bowl. That's going to do it for our show. Subscribe to The Bible to make sure you never miss an episode, and follow us on social media, at The Bible Podcast and at VibeLand Inc. on all platforms. And as always, the links will be in the episode description. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. And visit vibeland.io for more information on the Vibeland project. That's V I B E L A N D.io. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day and vibe on. Hey, I'm on the way.